Greetings, curious minds. You're now tuned into the further adventures of Shortwave Kitsch, new stories, vintage vibes. If you enjoy what you hear and want to support the weird and wonderful, head over to swkradio.com. There you'll discover various ways to join our community and keep the transmissions alive. But don't worry, we'll remind you about that later. For now, let's tune in. Welcome, brave listeners. With open arms and hearts full of love and laughter, turn the lights down, sit back and relax. We'll all share the fun, the frivolity, and a slew of other F-words. Leave your troubles at the door and forget all of your worries. For the next hour, you've discovered Shortwave Kitchen. Let's start tonight like we do every night. Let us lift our voices for you in song. Maestro, take it away. From the night that we first met, I knew I loved you. The moment that you took me in your loving arms and held me Joyce and even Diane, Gloria and Margaret, too. Joan, Marilyn, Helen, Bonnie Jean, and my best friend Phyllis. And even though you dragged my heart through hell, my darling, remember from. January to December, my dearest, I'll always love It's 1942, and there's only one man on earth who can save us. A man with extra intelligence. (laughs) But before that, we'll need to take a quick moment for a word from our sponsor. Pardon me, sir. Are you tired of your tasteless, smokeless cigarettes? Uh, Are you talking to me? Uh, Yes, sir, I am. 
What was the question again, please? Are you tired of your tasteless, smokeless cigarettes? I guess. Good enough. Why waste time with the lesser sticks when you can have vim and vigor made from the only, the finest tobacco? Each stick is carefully rolled to the optimum width and length to deliver maximum flavor. That sounds good. 100% of the best tobacco for the smoothest and most pleasant experience. If you say so. They've even been endorsed by the Medical Association of America. Don't believe us? Just ask Dr. Clutterbuck. Oh, is he here? Well, no. I see what happened there. What I said was a little mis misleading. Dr. Clutterbuck isn't actually present here today. If he was, I'm sure he would say something along the lines of, <laughs> Well, hello there. You should try my cigarettes. They're great. Was that you? Trying to do an imitation of him? Yes. Yes, it was. Kind of sounds like Santa Claus. Have, have you ever heard Dr. Clutterbuck speak? Personally? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> if you had, you would know how close I was. Neato. Right. Neato. <laughs> so, you're welcome. If you say so, is there anything else you need to ask me? I think the only thing left to ask is, will you try our brand? Maybe. I mean, uh, when I have the time to do my own research. Come on, man. I took all this time, and I've got this voice going thing going on, and I really, this, this is the best cigarette in the history of the world. I didn't ask you to do that. I, I know you didn't, but I did all the same. And here we are. Here we are. I think you owe it to me to try. Gosh, I don't owe anyone anything. You owe it to yourself to try Vim and Vigor cigarettes. If you say so. You're a tough customer. I'll leave you alone. Rob, just roll the dang jingle. Random guy in the street wasting my time as usual. I mean, can't get anyone to do this here anymore. Try the others, try the best. Vim and Vigor cigarettes. Vim and Vigor cigarettes. The best smoke for your dollar, says uh, this man and a doctor which we haven't met and have uh, no idea as to the validity of his actual doctorate. Leave now. Fine, but not because you ask, because I want to. Vim and Vigor cigarettes. Try them or don't, I don't care. I've been insulted by, been insulted by a bigger man than him. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. When the red tide washes over the shores of Germany in the form of the Third Reich, those always watching, always vigilant allies on the side of right and good prepare for war. With the world in chaos, it's up to those brave souls to take action. 
Some choose not to put themselves on the front lines, but are still willing to be the first line of defense. Some decided to place themselves behind enemy lines. That's where I come in. Castor Lovis rises through the ranks of the Nazi intelligence. Little do they know that he's working for the Americans to topple this violent scourge. I swear to thwart this evil empire by any means necessary. While some possess an average intellect, Castor Lovis is blessed with extra intelligence. Oh, stop. Tonight's episode, Pretty Fly for a Spy Guy. We join our favorite insider agent on the prowl for that sweet reconnaissance of justice. Castor is headed down a dark alley to meet with a new contact. He's seeking information that may be very damaging for a high-ranking Nazi officer. Have you got the package? The package? Lower your voice. Have I got the package? That's a little incognito humor. Very incognito. Didn't even recognize it. Have you got the password? I could ask you the same thing. But you didn't. Well, now I'm asking. For the package? What? No, the password. What's the password? The aardvark wishes on a star to love the zebra in the moonlight. Sure. That sounds like something. Word soup. Who doesn't love some good old randomness? You think they'd find it funny, making us talk like this in the privacy of public? Can't argue with that. The package? Oh, yes, of course. Just as I thought. What? What is it? You sure you want to know? No, I'm not in any way sure that I want to know, but curiosity being what it is. It killed the cat, you know. Well, maybe it didn't. All things are possible, or my name isn't Schrodinger. Your name is Schrodinger? It's not. I was just trying to show you how smart I was. That I know stuff. I don't get the reference. It's a new experiment. A couple of years ago from Austria, from Erwin Schrodinger, he posited that when a cat is exposed to radiation, the cat can be both dead and alive until it's been observed in either state. I'm seriously not following. It's not important. Not exactly a first date conversation. I'm not great at the small talk. This isn't a date. Obviously. Unless you want it to be. I do not. Just the package, if it's all the same. Edith. What now? Edith. That's my name. Edith. Yeah. Nice name. It's all right. You're going to tell me what your name is? We're having a covert meeting in a dark alley in the middle of the night. It's obvious we're spies. I'm not a spy. I'm a baker. A baker? Yeah. But things have been slow. This is a side hustle for a little extra cash. You are one odd bird, Edith. You're not so bad yourself, guy. Still not telling you my name. I almost had you that time. You didn't. You sure? Because it felt like it. Sometime soon, I'll get it out of you. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go now. Okay. Bye. You. Still not telling you my name. We'll see. Goodbye, Edith. Until we see each other again, gentlemen 
with a hat on his head. Great talking to you. Nah, he can't hear me. He's God. Eh. Just after a colorful interaction with Ms. Edith Bauer, Castor walks down the street only to run into an associate from work. Hello, Vos. What an interesting development. Herr Vogel, guten Tag. Bitte, call me Gunther. Of course, Gunther, my friend from the Zickerheistdienst. A uh, friend? A friend, you say? Co-worker. Friend sounds so informal. We are co-workers, plain and simple. And why would you say anything about, uh, about the Zickerheistdienst? The government social services intelligence agency known as the Zickerheistdienst. Mm -hmm. Don't know, just seemed like the right thing to say. You sound like someone who works for the Abwehr, our relative but competitive intelligence agency. Do I? Sound like I'm from the Abwehr? <laughs> Look at us explaining what we do for work during the day. It sounds like we're just explaining to the wind what we do for a living and where we work, all exposition-like. <laughs> I'm just joshing you. <laughs> oh, uh Oh, yes. yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding you, yes. You should have seen your face like, oh no, I've been a not, did not, did not see. <laughs> you got me. Just doing regular old Nazi things. <laughs> yes, aren't we all? Nothing wrong with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, now that I think about it, what are you doing roaming the streets at this hour? What am I out here for? Uh, what a great question. Mm -hmm, yes. And one I will answer. Mm. Right now. You are talking awfully slow. Nope. This is how I always talk when I'm answering a question. I don't recall that off top. Can't know everything, an important man like yourself. Yes, yes. But seriously, why are you here? Is it illegal to appreciate such a beautiful, brisk evening like this? I suppose not. But you best retreat to your home, curfew being what it is and all. Someone not as kind as myself with a larger firearm might find all of this suspicious. That is so correct, Gunther. Uh, call me Air Vogel. We're friends, aren't we? <laughs> Are we? Pardon? I was just saying, wee, out of excitement of us being together at work. Okay, co-workers, co just, okay, just say co-workers. It's weird when you say it the other way. Castor arrives at home. He reviews the documents that he received just minutes ago. This certainly will change things. As to not be discovered by the enemy, Castor pulls a cryptographic machine from a hiding place under his floorboards. He codes and sends a special message to his allies. To whom it may concern. Now that's too formal. Dear sir or madam, who am I sending this to anyways? My aunt? Just relax, be yourself. Hey guys, how's it hanging? Good to hear. Hit me up when you get a minute. This is ridiculous. You're overthinking things. Send the necessary information, that's all. Got the thing from the people. Come get it. <laughs> Perfect. There can't be any question about what that means. Castor waits until the normal meeting date and time. Under the cover of darkness and shadow, he prowls to the prescribed destination. He watches and waits 
until you're here. I am. It's me who am here. But who be you? Hearing you speak in person right now, it, it makes more sense. What makes a lot more sense? The message you sent got the thing from the people. Come get it. Who talks like that? We had bets at the station that you even existed. We were worried that you might be a Nazi. Then why did you come? Better chances were that you were some kid that was randomly hitting buttons on a machine that our wires might have gotten crossed, literally. This technology is all new. Who knows what kind of crazy stuff is gonna happen, you know? I guess. I feel like I might be upsetting you with all this talk of dumb Nazis and smarter kids. What have you got for us? I don't know if I want to give it to you now. Yeah, that sounds about right. The fate of the world hangs in the balance out there, but you being took his hurt is worth the fall of the Allied forces. Oh, wait. That's insane pants. You didn't give the password. Seriously? The password? <sighs> Fine. The raccoon sits on his log, staring at the sunset. <clears throat> on his birthday. Thank you. It's not even a password. It's a phrase. And if you walk up to someone on the street and ask for a, a password or a, a passphrase or whatever, they know you're up to something. There's no situation on this planet when you're not up to something if a password is in play. Unless you're at a speakeasy. <laughs> Aren't we, Mr. Technicality? Well done. We can all go home now. We've got it all figured out. You're, you're pretty high-strung. I'm normally not up this late. Edgy, you know, hmm? past my bedtime. Maybe this'll help wake you up. Take this envelope. Is this what I think it is? All of the information you ever needed on the Fritz X radio-guided bomb. This doesn't even exist yet. Not yet. And hopefully, never will. I thought the mastermind engineer behind this was... Max Kramer. He is. Then who is in this photograph? Heinrich Gustafsson, second in command on the project. You turn him, you might be able to kill the project. Or he could at least share the design. Transfer departments, countries even. We could use someone like him. I thought this might be helpful. You're turning this over to America. Not just that, but the government. Smart move. The Germans are fast, but they move at a snail's pace compared to the United States Congress. <laughs> There's nothing we can do as long as we work together. I pray to the Lord every day that never changes. This won't change the course of the war, but it might win a battle or two. It's a start. Good work. Keep it up. I planned on it. Hey, 
Name's Toby. Nice to meet you, Toby. This is normally the part where you introduce yourself. Just call me Birthday Raccoon. If you don't want to share your name, that's cool, but we don't know each other like that. Sheesh, I mean, I thought we were getting along so well, and this, and... Oh, can't wait to talk to you next time. Birthday raccoon. What a maroon. Before Caster can find himself well around the corner, he was confronted by an all-too-familiar face. We must stop running into each other like this. Gunther, hello. Hello, Caster. Another nighttime stroll. You know me. I'm starting to think that I don't. You do. We're friends, right? Meh. Co-workers? Yeah. Either friends that are co-workers or co-workers that are friends. I, I can't remember where we ended up. All of that is debatable. What a shame. I had high hopes for you, Caster, my friend. We are friends then. Just a simple turn of phrase, really. It's, it, it, no, no, no. We have something else to discuss here entirely. And what is that? I witnessed something very interesting tonight. You saw a gentleman in a tux and tails set his rear end on fire at a high-class party? Wow, no, you were right on top of that, right out of the blue. What made you say that? Wild guess. N not even close, no. Do you know what I witnessed here tonight? You saw a monkey have a cigarette after eating a four-course meal. What? No, how would that even happen? The circus is in town. Oh. I've wanted to get tickets, but I've been buried at work. Buried? Interesting turn of phrase. We might just see that happen yet. Are you threatening me? I'm driving this conversation. Do you hear me? And do you understand? I understand. Very good. Do you know what I witnessed here tonight? A woman dressed in satin teaching a pigeon how to read? No, I've, I've regretted it as soon as I said it. That's my fault for asking the rhetorical questions again. I accept full responsibility. You know, sometimes you just can't stop yourself from doing something, like in a car accident. You can't avert your eyes or in this... Case your mouth from, from words. Okay, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that I saw you communing with the enemy. Whatever do you mean? Don't play coy with me. I would never. I don't even like fish. <laughs> with you, I only play chess. Yes, but while you have me being playing chess, I've been playing checkers. Isn't chess harder than checkers? No, no, you're not going to take this away from me. This is my moment. I saw you with that man. I saw you hand him certain documents. And while I'm not sure about the detailed particulars of what those documents contained, I am sure about one thing. Only one? One thing is for certain. Are you ready for this? You've built this house. Let's burn it down. You're some kind of spy. We both are. We work for the Zeker Heistians. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. You're a spy for the enemy. I mean, you're a Nazi. I might think twice about throwing stones. Silence! Rude. You're just a sham. A shady, shifty sham. How illiterate of you. You're some kind of secret squirrel. Pardon? Were you trying to say squirrel? That's what I said. Yes, I, okay, I'll repeat it again. Squirrel. I, I don't think you did. I, no, I, I said it. I said squirrel, Dimkoff. Still disagreeing with that statement. Uh, I'm not trying to upset you any more than I have. I'm only advising that 
Not once have you been successful at saying the word squirrel. We sound exactly alike. What is squirrel in German? I think that someone who works in Germany would know the language, but I'll placate you before I send you to meet your maker. Squirrel? Uh, translate to Einhörnchen. Einhörnchen? Einhörnchen. Now who can't say things right? I'm, I'm sounding so stupid, aren't I? Einhörnchen. It's so simple. I'm going to stick with squirrel if it's all the same. Suit yourself. I must do what I've been conscripted to do. Prepare to die. A gun? Yes. I've just pulled a gun on you to finish the job. Aren't you worried that will draw attention? I'm sure that whomever comes to investigate will be satisfied that I've wiped one more piece of garbage into the trash. I think I've mixed metaphors, but whatever. Still, the gun, it's threat enough. If you're comfortable with your choices, a gun is fine, I suppose. Uh, you've got me questioning things now. I hate that. I'm not trying to confuse you. No, you didn't confuse me. I'm just... Hold on, I'm just going over the math one more time. Take your time. Okay, well, you, you, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Thinking you'll be able to escape in the confusion. I thought you said you weren't confused. I'm not, okay, uh, okay, hold on. Okay, gun. Explaining to the Orpo. The Orpo? Yes, the police. Ah, uh, yes. Do you ever feel like we're explaining every little thing to the ether like an, an invisible audience needs it explained? Maybe, but... Stop verbalizing everything that comes into that tiny brain of yours. My lips are zipped. Gun, explaining myself. Dead body. Yes, I'm comfortable with the shooting of you. Any last words? Is a question acceptable? If you must. I must. I must. Are you familiar with the Dianea muscupula? Hmm, your question? Not at all. I'm not familiar, no. More commonly known as the Venus flytrap. Uh, if you're waiting for me to know what that is, I've got nothing, so... You're not a reader or a scientist, I understand. Now who's being rude? The Venus flytrap envelops its prey in its body. If the prey can escape, it's not worth the trouble. But if they can't, they slowly and painfully digest their prey while they're still alive. What an interesting factoid, I suppose, but... A crazy choice of last words. Prepare to die. I could say the same thing to you. Hmm? Just as Gunther prepares himself to shoot someone he once considered a friend or a co-worker, I'm not really sure. Just as Gunther readied his aim and steadied his hand, Castor contorts and mutates from the mild-mannered man about town into a mess of teeth and hair and sinew. No, 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 it's horrible, terrifying. Welcome to your doom. <laughs> Castor only stops to his attack to say, I feel like what I've said was too dramatic, wasn't it? Oops, never mind, you're dead. While some might have dissolved slowly in the very pit of Castor's disgusting, transmuted maw, Gunther was among the lucky ones. Eventually, Gunther's cries wouldn't ever be heard again. I never liked that guy. Let's just hope nobody misses him at work. Castor puts himself back together, literally, and returns to his normally normal life. Or he would have, but... And that is the end of that. Before Castor could finish his thought, a visitor makes himself known. 
Are you kidding me? Who wasn't in the alley tonight? Don't mind me. I was never here. Halt. Halting right now. Who are you? Jonas Graf. How long were you here, Jonas? I wasn't here long. How long is not long? Long enough. That makes things complicated. I know who you are. That's worth something. Careful what you say next. You're, you're a, a, you're a... A spy? Yes, that's right. A spy? I don't care about that. You don't? No, not at all. What is it then? You killed that guy. Oh, you care that I'm a murderer? No, not at all. He was a Nazi. Nazis ain't the cat's pajamas. Anyone who tells you otherwise is, well, they're probably a Nazi. Don't care that I'm a spy. Don't care that I'm killing Nazis. What is it then that bothers you so? I wouldn't say bother, per se. I just think it's neato that you're an alien. An alien? Ah, you, you mean like from America? Yes, America. If America was located on Mars... Who's from Mars? You! You're from Mars! Nope. Do you know John Carter? John Carter is a lion son of an egg eater. He's also not real. Fictional. But still, if he was an actual person, he pretended to be somebody he's not. That's cultural appropriation. Cultural... Uh, uh, cultural appropriation, yes. Sounds like something from the future. The distant future. Like 1985 or something. The, the, the takeaway from this is that he's made up. I'm not from Mars. Two takeaways, really, if you're counting, uh, which I'm assuming you're not. You are! You're a Martian! I know it! I'm not. You're wrong. So stop saying I am. You promise you're not a Martian? You sad little child. I am a Jovian. Don't know what that is. Still think you're a Martian. A, a Jovian. One who comes from Jupiter, like Jove. Latin roots. What in God's name are they teaching you in school nowadays? Lots of anti-Semitism, it being Germany and all. How, how silly of me. We have to morph the foolish thought processes of this backwoods planet into something more universally universal. It shall occur in due time. Do you always talk like this? All flowery and such? To be honest, no, I don't. I just thought it was cool and alien-y. I'm just a regular guy. A regular guy from Jupiter? Thought... That was implied, but yes, just a regular guy from Jupiter. Say, what's your real name? You can call me Lovis. Castor Lovis. Is that what they call you on, did you say Jupiter? Doesn't really sound out of this world, does it? If I were to tell you my real name, it would melt your brain and it would leak from your ears, causing instant death. Sounds like a cop-out, but let's not risk it. Before we go too much further, I have a very important question for you. Ask me anything. Are you sure? Your very existence depends on it. Still on board. Will you tell anyone about me? That you're a spy or an alien? Yes. You're the bestest and most excitingly fun thing that's ever happened to me. Do you think I'd risk all that? Wouldn't ask it if I didn't think it was possible. I won't tell a soul. You solemnly swear? I do. Cross your heart. And hope to die. If you keep our little secret, you won't have to worry about death, at least by the means of me. I see what you did there. I think this is the start of an amazing friendship, beautiful even, but 
that would have been better. A, a beautiful friendship that, never mind, the, the moment's gone. So, when you eat people, what happens to their bones? First and foremost, I don't eat people. I, I dissolve them. Two, that only happens when those people attack me. And three, well, now, now that I think about it, there are only two points, because the dissolving thing takes care of the bones and whatnot. That was going to be my third point. You hungry? I could eat. What about you? I'm pretty full. <laughs> but I, I could sit with you. Let's do it. Can you believe what you've witnessed here, Mr. and Mrs. America? While it was made clear that Castellovis was fighting the Germans for the greater good and all that is America. His name is Castellovis. That's an odd name. Ma'am, do I know you? Nope. Just passing through. If you don't mind, I'm trying to perform this outro. Wrap up this episode. Get people hooked for the next exciting adventure. Oh, don't mind me. Okay, then... Could he... Just want to say one thing. Come on. Oh, don't you get your boxers in a bunch, hon. <clears throat> now, if you're in Berlin at the corner of Cotston Place and Shul Street, why don't you drop into Bauer Bakery? I'm the owner, Edith Bauer, a perfectly normal woman with a perfectly normal name. At my place, we serve only the freshest in baked goods, from carrot cakes to Bavarian creams, from... You've got to leave, madam. From strusels to schneezballs. Now, that's all I wanted to say. You don't have to be rude. Me? Being rude? I don't believe it. Castor Lovis. Weird name. Where the heck was I? Let's see. Oh, oh yes. Could he be from a hostile race, ready to conquer this planet? Probably not, but who knows? A visitor from another planet with an agenda. We can't tell you that because you might not come back. We would miss you. So tune in next time for Extra Intelligence. Really? You've got to stop. You're making me blush. <laughs> Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the end of our broadcast day. But we can't leave you without a song. It's so hard to say goodbye. We just all smile and sigh. And we all sing. Until next time, the laughter, the tears, the anger, the fears, we come together. So for now we say, until next time, we love you. Until next time, we'll be waiting here on the dial just for you. Good night. Shortwave Kitsch is a Hat on a Hat production produced with love and curiosity by Kristen Granite, Maddie Casto-Kobler, Brooke Rash, and Brandon L. Joyner. You can catch our broadcasts on popular platforms like Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you find your podcasts. And as we close this chapter, we invite you to stay connected. Maybe you want to see us perform live. We hope that you'll even consider supporting us. 
Find out how to do this and so much more at swkradio.com. There you can dig into bonus content, engage in lively discussions, and discover how you can play an active role in shaping the content that you love. For those looking to dive even deeper, check out our Patreon for exclusive behind-the-scenes access and perks. And of course, a heartfelt thank you to our listeners. You make all this possible. Subscribe, support, and stay tuned for more tales from Shortwave Kitsch. Until next time, take care.